Welcome to Ecclesia Principles, a biblical strategy for believers to engage in God's design for government with Ray Eppard. Hello, glad you could join us again today. Today, we're going to pick up where we left off yesterday because we, we didn't finish that, so you'd say this is kind of a part two. But our overall theme for the last two weeks has been stumbling blocks to engagement. The body of Christ, in my opinion, has failed to engage our culture properly. Now, thank God there are more and more people beginning to recognize that shortcoming. And you're beginning to hear more and more people share from the Word of God on this. And, and that's been something that I have prayed for. I have prayed for an awakening within the church to our role in government and in policy. Because you see, in all honesty, that awakening, if you've been praying for a great awakening, like shook our nation pre-revolutionary war that altered our nation in the uh, early 1800s. If you've been praying for a great revival, a great awakening, there's an awakening that has to happen first before that one can happen. And I'm getting myself off the subject a little bit, but, but with this, what has to happen first is we have to awake to the reality that God is expecting us to do something. Like earlier in the week, so many Christians are wanting to hear God say, you're not going to have to fight. <laughs> we don't want to engage so many. We, we don't want to do that. We just, we want to pray. We want to fast and it all go away. It's not the way it works. All throughout the Bible, that's not the way it works. The story of Jehoshaphat is an exception, not the rule. And we have to understand that. And as a matter of fact, from uh, Matthew 16, we'll read verses 18 and 19, because a big part of what we're talking about in this is, is that we have to take a role, but because of how people have been taught about God being sovereign. Not that whether or not he is, he is sovereign. But how they've been taught that that functions is one of the hugest stumbling blocks to the body of Christ. Because in this, the idea has been left that if something bad happens, it couldn't have happened if God hadn't approved it. You know, I gave the example the other day about a, uh, a lady that, a young lady that had been, been raped and was expectant. And a minister was telling how he had trouble getting her to see that that was God's will. No, no. In the Bible, rape is a sin. It's a sin. And by definition, sin is not the will of God. It's missing the mark. There's a lot of stuff in our planet that is not the will of God. 
and people tried to make it fit their doctrine, where Jesus said, you've revealed it to the simple, not to the wise. People try to get all this all convoluted thing. No, if you want to know the truth of God, keep it as simple as you can. And then you'll have the truth of God in that. Now, sin is sin. Sin is not the will of God. Don't complicate it from there. It's just not God's will. Anything that's a sin is not God's will on any level. There's a different thing. Can God turn something bad for good? Oh, absolutely he can do that. But it was still sin and it was still not his will. Don't confuse those things. Those two are two different pieces. He can take something bad and turn it for good. But it was still bad. It was still something he didn't want. It was sin. But here, Matthew 16, 18, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give to you, the church, the ecclesia, the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Now, here, again, sovereign. This, I'll give you the Ray Eppert definition of God being sovereign. God is sovereign, and what he says goes. If he says it's this way, then it's that way. If he says, light be, light becomes. His word is final authority because he's sovereign. And whatever he says is the way it is, and it is unalterable because he is sovereign. He told Adam and Eve not to eat of the tree. But he gave them a free will. Him telling them to not eat of the tree was to tell them what his will was and what was not his will. They chose what was not his will, sin. They sinned and death entered by sin. And so death is passed upon all men. But it wasn't his will. But were they able to do it? Yes. Why? Because he gave them a free will. When Adam and Eve were there getting ready to take of the fruit, God didn't jump in, nope, that's not my will, you can't do that. No, he decreed, basically, that they had a free will. He gave them dominion over everything on the earth. And if they chose to eat of that tree, they had the authority to do it, but not the right to do it. Therefore, it came with consequences. And here, Jesus says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. Now, in their day, you know, uh, doors or drawers would have been the main thing that they would have used keys for. Now, today, we use keys for a lot of things. You know, like when my sons are at home or, and we're getting ready to go somewhere, a lot of times I'll just toss them the keys and say, you drive. You see, when I give them the keys, 
Even if I don't say you drive, it's understood. I'm throwing them the keys. They're driving. If you would, Jesus in saying, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. You driving. You driving. Now, I can tell you where I like to go, but you are the one turning the wheel. And whether or not we go there has to do with how you turn the wheel. If you would, God gave Adam the keys to the earth. Let him have dominion. Don't eat that tree. Don't eat the fruit of that tree. Adam went and ate the fruit of that tree. Why? Because he had the keys. He was driving. The only way he had the keys was God gave them to him. Without God giving them to him, he would not have had them because God is sovereign. But he misappropriated the gift that God gave him of his free will. Here, and it's so important for us to understand, we're talking about stumbling blocks to engagement. So many people think that's something God is taking care of. But God said he gave you the keys. Now, in their day, again, we'll just use doors. Keys were used to lock things up and to open up things, to open the door or to close the door, lock the door so you couldn't get in. Jesus said, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will what? Be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Notice that he's saying that the action takes place first on earth. If you bind something, heaven binds it. If you loose something, heaven looses it. If you lock up something, heaven locks it up. If you unlock something, heaven unlocks it. You see, so many people are asking, why is God allowing this? The real question, according to Matthew 16, 19, is why are we? Why are we? Because <laughs> if you would, heaven is responding to the ecclesia. The ecclesia the legislative body of the Greek city-states, and in this sense, the way I like to put it, is God's culture builders, the ones that God uses to affect culture. That's the body of Christ. That's us. The reason things are happening is because heaven is following our lead. If we lock it up, heaven locks it up. If we unlock it, heaven unlocks it. So the question isn't, why is God allowing it? The question is, is why haven't we engaged? Now, and the thing of it is, obviously, we can and have made mistakes over the, the centuries. So let's learn from the mistakes and not repeat them. But just because we leave the key sitting over on the table doesn't mean they're not our keys. Just because we want, God, you take the keys. You take the keys. God, you drive. You drive, Lord. You, you decide what gets locked. You decide what gets unlocked. 
And I think if we could hear Jesus in heaven sometimes, he would say, no, I, I gave you the keys. What you going to lock and what are you going to unlock? Whatever you lock, I'll lock. Whatever you leave unlocked, I will leave unlocked. Man, that see, that is so close to Genesis 1.26. Let them have dominion on the face of the earth. You see, we have a stewardship is the phrase I like to use. We have a stewardship that very few have, I won't say people haven't seen it, but very few have tried to walk in. That, that God is really, he, he's waiting for us to make a move. Now, he wants us to seek his counsel. You see, you don't take this and then forget the rest of the Bible. We're supposed to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We're supposed to submit to God. We're supposed to yield to God. We're supposed to be all the things that the Bible tells us we're supposed to be. You do not forget those things. They have to be included in this. But you don't just take those things and forget this. He says, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind is bound. Whatever you loose is loosed. And heaven will follow your action. Heaven will follow your action. You bind it, heaven will bind it. You loose it, heaven will loose it. We have to get engaged. God being sovereign, he gave us the keys. And you can't give them back because he's sovereign. God bless you. See you tomorrow.